This is the Gentleman Podcast brought to you by Shane and Josh. Now, before we begin, have another glass of water. Okay, let's start here. Uh, Lucy, you go first. I want you to look at Joey and say hi. And then we'll we'll just see where it goes from there, okay? Hi. Hello. So now it's my fault that you don't feel satisfied. Everything is is my fault? Is that what you're saying? I'm I'm not saying that. You don't look at me. You don't ever ask me how I am. You haven't looked at me in 10 years. I'm crazy and everything is my fault and my family is awful and nothing at all is your fault. Because you rock, Joey. If a guy talked to me like that, I'd punch him in the face. Oh, you're such an asshole. You're an asshole. So that is the movie's Couples Retreat, um, which is... Absolutely not a great movie, and by no means are we recommending that today. Um, but Shane and I really thought this was a good opportunity to talk about uh, love languages, and we really wanted to do an episode about what the love languages are and our own relationship with them. And I think we just put too much pressure on it because both of us completely blanked on any given scene in a movie, and I'm sure there's tons of them in any given rom-com where two people who clearly have different love languages and needs and priorities are not communicating that to each other. And that's creating the drama. Yeah. Not a great movie, not a a great movie scene, but I'm sure uh, that as you are listening to it, or I hope as you're listening to this, any of you will come up with the very obvious scene that is eluding us in this moment. And you will do us the courtesy of sending us a text message, an email, writing us on the website or our Twitter account. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear how obvious of a movie we have missed. Uh, but ultimately, what you hear in that scene is what you could end up like if you were unaware as to, to how to navigate the, the love language conversation with your partner. It gets us to the place we want to be, which is uh, we want to talk about the love languages. And... You know, this is not necessarily something everyone agrees with, but I think that it does apply for me. And in talking about it with Shane, it equally kind of echoes for him. Yeah, 100%. Um, it was something I got introduced to, God, only probably in like my, my mid-20s, so really not that long ago. Um, and it was it was actually reiterated to me after I had gotten engaged a close friend of mine uh his wife is a marriage and family therapist and she had said her go-to gift is actually typically this book the, the five love languages um but she rightly so had said i'm sure you already have this i do um but it is something uh that i just like you josh um it there's a lot of value to this and it has really helped me navigate you know the, the communication lines through at this point, multiple, you know, adult relationships that I've had. Um, it's not always like a one for one thing. Um, you know, but it's, uh, I, I think if you're looking to sum up five, you know, kind of broad points that, that really hit a value system for you in the way that you give and receive love, this is, um, this is probably one of the better reads you can get. Absolutely. You know, I got turned on to this. I was probably in my early thirties, late twenties, early thirties, I think. And, uh, my friend, um, in California, Dr. Jen Gonzalez, uh, you can find her on In the Den with Dr. Jen, uh, relationship and um, 
sexual counselor, that kind of stuff. She, uh, and even she, she's the one who turned me on to it. And as you dig a little into it, it's like, oh, this does make sense. So to, to, to recap really quickly, and then I'm sure we'll dig into, you know, where you could find these tests yourselves. There's basically five love languages and you take a test and it will help to kind of prioritize for yourself. And you're, if you're being honest, which of these things really kind of speaks to you in the hierarchy of your needs. And one of them is words of affirmation. The next is quality time. The next is physical touch, then acts of service, and finally the giving and or receiving of gifts. Uh, and I will say this, that for myself, a lot of these are actually intertwined. Um, quality time can overlap into acts of service. Physical touch can totally overlap into quality time. Uh, words of affirmation may come in with, you know, um, acts of service, things like that. So as I say, it, it's not like these all have to happen into a vacuum separate of each other, but I think you'll find that they, that they kind of do, you know, one kind of begins to step out and then two kind of begins to step forward. And suddenly, like I say, you realize, you know, oh, I do have a certain kind of hierarchy of, of where I have these needs. Yeah, so that's exactly how it was for me. And, you know, I mentioned a moment ago that it's not always a one-for-one -one kind of a thing. Um, I do uh, you use the word overlapping. I, I think that's 100%, you know, correct. Um, what what really happens if you do, you can just Google this and you can find, you know, a multitude of different tests of any of these. Um, they're not always going to be the exact same questions, but they're going to be geared towards, uh, you know, kind of categorizing you in a one through five kind of thing. One being, you know, this is, your most dominant love language all the way down to five. Um, and you, just as you mentioned, Josh, like you may sit there and think like, oh, quality time for me is, is really the thing that's most important. But, you know, how, how is that quality time being spent? Is that quality time more an intimate and romantic setting? You know, because if that's the case, you know, which part of that quality time is really pulling you? Maybe it is the physical touch aspect of that. And that's the way that you communicate. Um, you know, so when you take this test and, and when you sit there and you read the results and, you know, so long as you're, you know, obviously reading the questions thoroughly and taking a little bit of time with each one. Um, I do think that more often than not, most people who I've introduced this to who had not yet taken this, most couples, um, you know, who are friends of mine who, you know, whether they, they struggle or they're just interested, um, they've found these results to be fairly accurate. Um, you know, and again, so, so long as once again, Google, whatever, whatever you want to find any one of these, uh, quick quizzes take like 10 minutes. Um, you know, I think that what you'll find from those results are, are that they will help you understand you a little bit more, which if you can understand yourself a little bit more, you, you'll be able to have at least one more, you know, tool in your belt to help your partner understand you because now, you know, Hey, it's quality time. It isn't just physical touch or it's physical touch, not just quality time. Yeah, before we before we dig in really and 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 talk a little bit, maybe you know, Shane, I'm curious where your hierarchy is. Um, but before before you start telling me that, I'm kind of curious. I know something that I've observed, and I really enjoyed this, and, and and I think this will probably happen to people who go down this road too, is that these these things are not static. I feel like they grow with you as you grow, and your needs change. And that's you can take this test at different places. I myself will say that. I am such an overanalyzer of like <laughs> questions when I read these things. I, I really take a lot of time before I choose an answer. 
Um, and so sometimes I kind of feel like I skew the results. Not that I'm trying to think of what the correct answer is, but like, what does this really mean? What, how do I rate I, I that? I do the same thing. thing. Yeah. And so I'm curious uh, if you have noticed also that, that your hierarchy may have changed over time. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think when I wasn't a great communicator to begin with, um, so I, I don't think that I held a lot of value in several of these categories. The older that I've gotten, the more that I've worked on myself, the more that I work on my relationships with other people romantically or platonically. Um, you know, I've, I've learned about me now um, that, you know, acts of service and, and, and like really doing things and working as a partnership is super, super important to me. Um, you know, for me, you know, not unlike yourself, Josh, I'm sure, uh, you know, physical touches way up there and then everything else is a, a considerable step down. Um, but one thing that was certainly at the lower end of my list when I first started taking these, uh, quizzes was acts of service. And now I, like I said, uh, I, I find an immense amount of enjoyment, you know, uh, just accomplishing things with my partner. Um, I think sure. that for, for me, that's a, that's a big difference. How about yourself? Yeah. I mean, I'd say that, that, uh, you know, as, as really, as my relationships have changed, you're right. Certain, certain pole positions don't change too much, or maybe they kind of waver a little back and forth, but I find more pleasure in, in other ones. So like quality time and how that overlaps other things with a partner. Yeah, absolutely. These, these things evolve, but so there, so the point is they're not static, you know, they, they grow with you and, and it's one of those things that, you know, maybe it's, it's good to check in once every so often and, retake the test and kind of see where things come at. But, uh, okay. So, so do you know your top, do you know your, uh, ranking order for right now in your life? I do. Yeah. Um, do you want to go one for like shot for shot, one for one? You want me to just give you my five? Uh, what do you want to um, do here? Well, I was going to say, why don't we do this? Uh, I, I, let's, what's your number one? Number one for me is physical touch. Okay. That's uh, same for me. Yep. Yeah. So I think for me, and I don't know if this is what it is for you as well. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of times it gets misconstrued. I, I think people think like, oh, you're just sex happy. Um, you know, and that's not necessarily, you know, hundred percent true or, or accurate for, for everyone. Um, I do believe that there is some element of, of the physical touch that is reserved for if you're in a monogamous relationship, if you're not, and that's totally fine too. Um, but that is reserved specifically for your partner. Um, and that can be in a, you know, very intimate and romantic sense, or, or it can just be, you know, in a sense that like, wow, there's, there's a bit of comfort here in this touch. There's a bit of vulnerability I'm allowing myself to get to with my partner physically in these moments that, you know, maybe I wouldn't let another friend, uh, you know, or another person just in general, get that side of me or me experience that side of them. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I think it's a, a miss, you know, that's misconstrued there. Um, and not fully understood. And that is something, by the way, that if you do take this quiz, if you read these questions thoroughly as Josh and I do, maybe not quite as thoroughly as Josh and I do, we're a bit anal. Um, but analyzing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, it's, it's a nightmare. It takes me three days to take these. Um, it will not take you three days, but, um, you know, I do think that you'll learn a, a bit more about each one of the five of those, but you were saying, no, yeah, I didn't interrupt you. I, I think that's 100% right, and I'm really glad you uh, you you hit some of those words, vulnerability and whatnot. You know, it's not physical touch is not uh, to me strictly a sexual thing in this capacity. And um, so, like, you know, I would say 
the majority of my time, uh, I don't want really anyone touching my feet, for example, right? That's not something that ever. I have any interest in ever, right? But <laughs> I will say, like, if I'm laying down and uh, I notori notoriously have a bad back, um, and, you know, if, if a partner is, like, giving me a massage or something and they're hitting pressure points on my feet, I am totally accepting that because, you know, that's a love language thing at that point. I'm connecting with them. That is not a sexual move. That's that's them giving me you know quality time and an active service and all these other things in a wrap. But yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that, that it's not just about the sexuality when you're saying physical touch. It can be as simple as like, you know, you go and you see your partner's having a bad day and, and maybe you go up and you just kind of rub their shoulders. You know what yep, I mean? Like 100%. that can be something that's like, hey, I'm feeling your stress. I'm taking that on and I'm I'm here with you, that kind of thing. I, I know I've done that for people. So um, but that also, you know, again, that doesn't exclude sexuality. That is oh, part of not. that. Yeah, that's that's absolutely part of that. I, I think that's like the next level into that physical touch aspect you know what i mean that's that's a whole other door that's a whole other show is you know the intimacy you have there and, sure and what you're sharing in that moment it's all interconnected but i don't want people to think like you know physical touch is my number one i'm a sex addict no 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 that's not there there may be an intertwining there but that's sure. not only what that's about okay so i actually kind of have a tie for my number two slash number As three do i do you, do you want to know mine I, I do. Go ahead. Okay. So mine tie between acts of service and quality, quality time. time. Josh, we're the same person. Yeah, we are that's... pretty much the same person. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think that's totally on how I read and overanalyze and then underanalyze <laughs> the questions because of exactly what we were talking about. Like, yep. so an act of service for me, right? It's this, it's this weird thing. So like if someone let's say I'm making dinner and then someone's like, Hey, can I help you? I view that as an act of service. Right. Sure. But I also view that as quality time because 100%. we're doing this thing together. Really. I think what, when they say active service, I, I think what they're actually saying is like someone's doing something for you that, that you can't do yourself or they're saving you time by doing it for you. Sure. Um, I think that's what they actually mean by that. But as I say, I conflate it and put it into a different light. Yeah, look, me too. A lot of it is because I do believe, and this is in my direct experiences so far, You know, when I say the acts of service, sometimes they are choosing to help you, in your case, you say make dinner, uh, that they would not ordinarily do themselves. Like they are sure. making a conscious effort to help you in some capacity and that's a challenge to them. Like that is effort and energy that they're putting towards you and towards the relationship. Um, and I do believe that is an act of service, you know, that does alleviate some of the burden. And of course, in the way that you and I view this, that is a way that you're sharing an experience and sharing a moment with your partner. Um, we've written about it on the website, you know, before in, in, in joking ways, uh, you know, where I'll be cooking in the kitchen and you never know, you may just end up slow dancing with your partner and it is what it is. And, you know, and, and that stems from a moment of, you know, active service if they've chosen to help you or you help them uh, and you're sharing that space and that time. Um, so, yeah, 100 percent. I had it written but, but, down as 2A and 2B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also it's funny. So, you know, it's really weird, too, because this is like how good a partner is going to know you or not. And I totally this is my own weird quirky thing. Like so just using that example of cooking, for example, and and, and, and I'm not I don't want to keep harping on that one, but this is a good example. Like, let's say I'm sure. 
I'm in the in the kitchen and I'm chopping and I'm doing all this stuff. And there is fluidity and there's love in this, obviously. And there's all this. But that may not yep. be the moment where, like, I want my partner coming up and, like, rubbing my shoulders or giving me a back scratch <laughs> because it's like I'm also kind of, like, in this zone of, like, sure. I'm doing this. I don't want to say I'm, like, over-focused because, you know, that should be an expression of you, cooking and passion and excitement. But it's just, again, it's that weird thing of, like, you know, knowing what what love language is really going to flag for you and work for you in that moment, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, you, again, you wrote about that on the website as well, you know, sitting there and choosing your environment to cook in. And if your partner can recognize, hey, you know what? This is a Josh and Jazz cooking experience. I'm going to let him go. But yeah, look, I, I do think, and I also 100% acknowledge that I do believe we read into each of those and the way that the questions are phrased that will end up giving you points, we'll call them towards those categories. We probably read them very similarly. So what is your number? My number four and number five are locked. What's your number four? Um, my number four is words of affirmation. Yep. Um, yep. That's <laughs> yeah. my number four as well. <laughs> well, this is boring yep. for the listeners. Sorry, um, listeners at home. <laughs> but um, look, I, I am I'm not a big like Raha guy and, and need like appreciation for everything in, in the form of of words. For me, I'd much rather share the experience with you if it's something that. Uh, you know, that one that I want to share the experience or two that I need to share the experience with you. Um, I do believe that words can be comforting in times, um, you know, and whether that be in written form, uh, we live in a world, especially right now in COVID time, where sometimes the text message really does just change the way your day goes. Um, so I don't want to minimize the fact that or that we're labeling this as fourth on our list. Um, there's still five very big, important parts of, of relationships and, and the way people, you know, the way people interact um, you know, it's just for, for me, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's, um, it's a really, really nice thing. If I didn't have it, uh, I know that a very similar feeling would be made up probably from two A and two B on my list. Um, which is kind of where I view that words of affirmation. I don't, I'm not sure how you may, but, uh, maybe you can articulate it slightly better than what I could. Um, which makes yeah. sense. Words of affirmation I can't provide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first off, by the way, I, you know, just to just to reiterate something uh, for myself, this is my personal ranking list. You know, every, yeah, I, I want to make absolutely. sure I want to make sure yeah, I want to make sure everyone, you know, like everyone at home, you know, guys, there is no whatever your number one is. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it's, it's so just, you know, this is really and truly there is no judgments here at all. It's, this is just what what as Shane was saying, like what works for me. This is my personal list, which apparently Shane and, is running in the same yeah. list. But anyway. <laughs> so words of affirmation for me is just one of those things where the acts of service are so much more profound yes. for me. So that's why, you know, it's really nice to hear I love you or, you know, you're really smart or you're sexy or these things. Like, that's really nice to hear in a in a certain time, in a certain place. Like, absolutely. Those are cherries on top of a moment. Absolutely. But I like that. But for me, you know. Uh, it, it, devoid of everything else, it, you know, I would rather have, you know, show me because that's how I, um, how I would interpret that. Like if you, if you do do something or you're setting aside your schedule, just so we do have quality time, that's an act of service is creating quality time. Sometimes. Sure. So like that to me, um, you know, it's just one of those things where to me that has more weight than the words, the words on top of that. You know, if you said, hey, I cleared my schedule, 
I, you know, let's go watch a movie and I love you. Like that's, that's everything right there. There you sure. go. Now that's all put together, which, uh, which brings us to number five, Yep. the giving and the receiving of gifts. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I will acknowledge that this is something that I used to complete. I used to score zero on, like I, it genuinely meant nothing to me until my current partner helped me understand what it means to her and why those things are important. And now I do understand it in a completely different light. Um, and, and to make that make some sense, uh, I had mentioned to her actually a book that Josh, you recommended to me over a decade ago, um, at the theater, I had mentioned it one time in conversation to Stephanie and I didn't even recall mentioning it to her. And next thing I knew, Papillon was, uh, was on my nightstand and she's, you know, she said, hey, you mentioned this a long time ago. I was at the bookstore. I saw it on an end cap. I remembered it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, one, you paid attention when, when I'm sharing, you know, my likes or dislikes with you. And that's awesome. Um, so I do recognize, you know, where the thought comes from with what we're, you know, labeling as number five on our list. For me, and I don't, I'm curious as to what you would say with it. The only thing that has ever made me kind of respond differently is if questions in some of the variations of these quizzes are framed more as such of giving and receiving experiences versus gifts. I'm not a very materialistic person, but I love to share moments. I love to experience things. So for me, if if my partner was going to take time out of their day and say, hey, we're going to go and we're going to go to the baseball hall of fame today. And then we're going to go do, we're going to get a really nice steak dinner somewhere out. Something that's, you know, out of left field compared to what she would ordinarily do like that to me, that that's receiving an experience on my part that I love. It's like, wow, that's incredible. Um, that to me, I would answer very differently. And I think that might slip up to number four. Hmm. How are you with that? Like if it, if the word well, gifts was exchanged for experience, uh, no, I think that's a really good, and this is this goes to that point about how you read or interpret the questions or yeah. translating that thing. You know what I mean? Like if the question was poised to me, someone's set aside that time to take you to a special dinner or something like that, you know. And and really, if the question is angling, is is in the interviewee interviewer's mind, if that question is a reflection of uh, quality time. I may interpret that question as like, wow, that's an awesome gift. My partner is taking me out to a special dinner. You know what I mean? So I think you're sure. right. It's it's how one translates the words gifts and, and what that looks like. And and again, this is a whole tapestry. It, they're not independent of each other. So when you start looking at things in a slightly different light, yeah, absolutely. I have always, you know, and that's probably why it rates low, the giving and the receiving of gifts. I have always interpreted that more as an an item, a thing. Sure. Uh, not I'm gifting you my time or or this experience, but if if that was the if that was the criteria, then yes, it would rank higher. Um, but I, I like giving gifts. It's just not. I, I I like to think I give pretty good gifts actually. Oh, you do, hundred percent. Thank you, thank you. And I and I I will say that um, I have gotten some wonderful gifts. I I in no way do I want to. Uh, in no way do I want to besmirch any partner I've ever been with. But a lot of the things are, and there's only been like a handful of great, amazing gifts because I totally acknowledge this. I am hard to shop for because if there's something I want, I just save my money and I go get it myself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so I, 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 unfortunately, I kind of handicap my partners that way where 
you know, but every so often, I, you know, they'll, they'll give me something. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is really nice. So and that's my whole life. It's just one of those things where it's never added a lot of weight because only a handful of times has someone given me something like you were describing Papillon, where I'm like, oh, my God, like this. Sure. This totally harkens to this whole other element of things. And I didn't get around to getting that book for myself or I didn't get around to this or that, you know, so that's why that kind of ranks a little lower for me. But I do enjoy giving gifts. I do enjoy giving gifts. Depending on the person. Sure. I think exactly what you said is exactly how both me and my current partner are. We if there's something that we. Well, and it's actually, it's funny, both of our individual therapists have challenged us each to be like, why don't you just stop? Like, maybe just talk more and allow the other person to up. Like, do you need it today? Or can it come in three months on your birthday? Or just because on a Wednesday? Um, and it was something that we both tried and it made for a more spontaneous and exciting year in terms of like that gift giving and, and receiving thing. Um because you, you really don't know, you know, you may come home Wednesday and, you know, there's Flawless, another great book uh, that she had gotten me that I forgot I mentioned to her, um, you know, so it, I again, feel like it's, that it's, would I feel like that would I feel like that's a lovely, lovely thing that you guys have done for each other. And I think if that's working, that's great. I think that would uh, that would kill some little part of me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think because it's one of those things that I'd be like, you know, I could go get. You might that get the wrong item. thing. No, 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 no. It, it's 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 like, I think now we're talking about a whole different thing. We're probably talking about like my impulse control. You know what I mean? Like uh, <laughs> if I if I want a copy of X, Y, or Z, like a book, for example, right? I'm I'm literally thinking of like the three different Barnes and Nobles I went to in like a day because I'm like I'm getting this book today and i hate all of you because i know if borders was still open they would have had a copy you I know this borders so I much miss, i miss borders every day my friend every day uh, they uh, they always had the weird books i was looking for and it might have only been one copy but i never got the we can order that for you whereas barnes and noble <laughs> it's always like we can order that for you and i'm like funny so can i it's called amazon okay <laughs> sorry long rant listeners but but that's my point. So I think that experiment that you talked about was great. Uh, and if that could work for you, I think that's like a really great dialogue for you and a, and a partner, um, which actually comes into something else I kind of wanted to ask you about. So now I know the answer to this, but but some people don't. What is it like or or have you been with partners where your love languages really, for the most part, are either opposite or just a completely different reordering? What's that like if you if you've had that experience? Um, I have had the experience. It is, I will say, depending on how committed your partner is to working with you and working towards a common goal in the relationship, that's that's the real difference. Um, there are some people, and look, neither of these responses are wrong. Um, you know, I want to want to be clear with that. Um, some people are just they know one through five, like this is who I am. Take me for that, or or this isn't going to work, and if they know that chances are they've probably tried to bend a little and they just weren't able to. And that's, that's totally fine. Um, you know, and then there's the other you know, part of that and the other side that says, okay, look, allow me some time to learn you. Let's, let's, let's have that, that open communication. Um, it is, it does provide a lot of 
a lot of just conscious stress. Like sometimes you're, you're, you're kind of anxious and you don't understand why, like this is one of those times, you know, exactly why you're anxious. Um, you know, you, you may hear your, your partner cooking in, in the kitchen and you've just mentioned to them how much it would mean to you if they shared in that experience. And the last thing you want to do is to go in the kitchen and help them cook. And it's like, damn, I'm very aware of this right now. I just don't have the energy to give that. And how are they going to receive that? Um, so it is hard. Um, you know, but that, that being said, when you can find a balance for both of you that works, like it's very rewarding um, to kind of, you know, maybe see something pop up on your list uh, that kind of meets your partner's needs and coincides with what the relationship kind of needs in a way that it'll work. It is very, very rewarding. So I would definitely take the positives of that even with some of the the stresses that come with acknowledging the workload that goes in. I don't know if you've had a similar experience uh, in any of your previous relationships there. So I think this actually kind of like ties into the a, a previous show we've had about, you know, having a type and certain types. So I, I think that for the most part, a lot of the partners I've had where, where we are, similar or we or we share a lot of similarities a lot of our love languages have overlapped um and i will say that that is like a really really nice fulfilling thing like that that just really does make life smooth in certain ways um but i certainly have had uh partners where like what you're talking about the hierarchy's different and so uh it's a little bit of a challenge and you do have to put a little bit of work in it, but not unlike that, you know, previous episode, you know, the, the risk reward factor is it does pay off. You know what I mean? Like if you have a, uh, a partner that really values quality time, but let's say values quality time, that's not just sitting on the couch that challenges you to, you know, put it, like I said, you know, maybe you go out for that dinner or you go to, uh, you know, cabin in the woods for the weekend, that kind of thing. Like, it, you know, which could be as you were describing earlier, like an act of service or a gift type kind of thing. So they overlap, but um, yeah, no, my, my experience is pretty much very positive. I think the biggest challenge though is has been convincing partners to like, be honest. Like I, I like, I want you to go take your test. I don't want to tell you what my results are or, or, or anything like that until you go take yours. And then, you know, we can write them down and then share them together. That's fine. The big yep. reveal. But, you know, I, I don't want to, uh, I'm reminded of one partner I had actually, and she was, um, it was, uh, it was, it, it was probably one of the first, uh, um, partners I've had who already knew her love language and had already taken the test. So she already knew that. And as we were discussing, I'm like, oh, I know what my five are. And we could actually converse very you know, freely about it. And she said how like a pre her, her last partner, she actually was pretty confident that he was either answering the questions or kind of manipulating the data to get them closer to what her, she was. And, and again, like it was out of a it was an act of positivity. It wasn't like someone trying to manipulate her or anything like that i think this guy probably was just trying to be like oh look we have so much in common and and really sure. it's like you you know in certain areas you do in certain ways you don't so i would actually say that was would be a challenge for me is is more those people really taking the test and really coming and saying these are the things that are important and it's okay that we're different to what you said shane it's we have to talk about that and then navigate that because 
I know from my personal experience, it's always work. You know, so, I, I have to make a conscious effort to meet that other person in the middle. So that's actually a really good point um, because I myself have been in that was when I was first introduced to this, like I said, in my, my mid twenties, um, you know, I, I was in a relationship that really wasn't working and the idea was introduced and it's sure, let, let, we'll, we'll take this, this thing. And I 100% at that moment was answering in a way that I thought would make us compatible, you know, like data wise compatible. Um, and you know, shocker, that's not sustainable because that was not legitimate. Um, I'm curious what your thoughts are because I've actually I, I've done this activity more often than not. I'm doing it alone. Um, I've now like I've I've acquired the skills to be able to be honest with that with that quiz and just take it for exactly how I'm reading it and interpreting it. Um, but I also acknowledge that if, in states of like high emotion, I may be like my partner may be severely lacking or that area of our relationship is very different where I've actually taken the test with someone I really trust outside of that relationship and had them challenge me on the responses that I'm providing. Someone who really knows me. So whether that be like a professional therapist, Josh, we think very similarly, we've known each other for a long time. I'm curious what your thoughts are on taking this quiz with someone else and having them be like your, your, your question mediator, you know, to sit there and challenge you throughout the process of each of those questions, how that may benefit someone. Well, I think that's a great thing. I, I do. I think. I think because again, what you're truly, what you're really trying to get to is truth, uh, yeah, and exactly. capital ca- capital T truth. You know, the, the the big one. So that's what you're trying to get to. And so I think that's great. I will say that um, I have had partners that will. I'm trying to think how to give an example right now. Um, they'll say, "Oh, you know." I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm blanking, but like something along the lines of like, oh, you know, your quality time is, it seems more important than an active service. And if I'm like, well, why? And they'll be like, well, you know, the other night, like I made dinner and then like, you know, we sat on the couch and that's quality time. And I'm like, okay, I'm not trying to defend it. I hear your challenged point, but actually to me, that entire scenario is, is not just quality of time or quality time. It's also an active service is also uh, you know, the receiving of, of gift in this case, your time, cause you made dinner and then we set aside the space. So that's one of those where like, yeah, I've had people like question or be like, I'm not sure if you're, you know, the way I personally rank them is true for me. But, but I think a lot of the times my response is like, I can hear where you're coming from and it's just how I interpret those, sure. you know, those areas and, and, and certain examples, you know what I mean? Like someone might be like, Oh, you love, you know, you love hugs, but you don't like to hold hands out in public. And I'm just like, yeah, I just don't like holding people's hands. That, that physical thing. I mean, I don't, it was pre pandemic too. So, <laughs> you know, that's just one of those, like, I don't mind holding someone's hand, but, but like, you know, especially on a hot day, that's not for me. Sweaty palms. I'm good. But, yep. but, but, but you see what I'm saying where someone would totally be like, but that's a physical touch. That should be something you love. And it's like, well, it's just not in that moment. That's not the kind of the kind of touch, sure. you know, so it's it's like I said, I but I think having people challenge you on that uh, as long as you're being honest and then trying to get to yeah. your own truth so you can communicate that better to a partner, because I think regardless, unless unless you 100 percent line up on these things like it, you know, it's a lot to, to try to navigate 
that for someone else and it's a lot for that person to navigate you so it's like you know these aren't things that they just do they have, they're trying to learn that all, all those examples. and understanding that they're ever-changing I, I i mean your time and energy changes and and what maybe wasn't as important in your you know mid to late 20s is now very important you know in your mid to late 30s say um you know, so it's it's like it's a constant check-in you know moment for both you, your partner, and, and your relationship as a whole. Um, you know, so it's yeah, it's a lot of work. I mean, as I get older too, you know, I redefine again. The, you know, I I understand the definition of these things. You know, are not uh, there's a there's a reading of it. There's my reading of it. That that's I guess what I'm trying yes. to get to. But I was gonna say, you know, also as I've gotten older from my 20s, 30s, now I'm 41. You know, quality time might also be a partner saying. Hey, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to head out tonight and go do X, Y, or Z, take the house to yourself or go do whatever you like. And it's like, now you've, even though that's us apart, you, you've acknowledged a sense of quality time for oneself, which for both of ourselves individually. So, uh, it's, as I say, yeah, that, that, that can change and grow and redefine like you're saying. hundred percent. I, I'm a big believer in, you know, taking the time necessary for for yourself. I think the older we get, you know, the, the deeper into our careers and our marriages and our uh, your partnerships and wh- whether or not you have kids and families and things like that, like the time that you have to dedicate to yourself becomes less and less. And then the excuses become, you know, just exponentially just larger and larger and larger as to why you can't give yourself that. So if you have a partner that is willing to gift you time to yourself, that is huge. Love that well, think, person. Yeah, and I, you know, some of the things we're tap dancing around right now. I think the biggest thing to take away from is, you know, a gentleman or gentle lady, gentle person. You know, you're trying to be honest with yourself to learn what your needs are, and you should be able to, once you get to that truth, communicate that to your partner. And the two of you can hopefully work together through that because you should equally try to hear them with what they need. It's not all about us. You know what I mean? You may find reward in in a way that you didn't think you would maybe in, in creating a space or giving someone that special gift or whatever that is. So it really is having a dialogue. And to go all the way back, when I think these things are the roots of so many problems in relationships. Um, a lot of times, like I said, I've had similar love languages, so that's great. Um, where you move them around, the hierarchy though sometimes shifts. And when you're not discussing that, when you're not on the same page, when you don't understand what your partner needs, you know, I know I've, I've fallen short there and then that creates the problems. You're not hearing each other. Yeah, it, tr- it truly is all about the, you know, ability to adequately communicate you know, with, with your partner. Um, you know, if you're, I, I do think, look, doing the self check-in is, is great because again, you have to thoroughly understand yourself, which is tough sometimes thoroughly understanding yourself to give your partner the best chance at understanding you. Um, and then you again have to have the energy left over to, to make sure that you are hearing your partner and understanding what it is that they need, what makes them tick, what they value, um, or what makes them feel loved, you know, and, and it is, it's a, it's a conversation that truly can change, you know, by the moment, uh, you know, life, you know, life comes at you fast sometimes and circumstances change, 
it's all about having that that open and consistent communication with someone to to give the relationship its best shot. Yeah, hundred percent agree. And and you know, I thought about this as as you were speaking. You know, sometimes it it is probably a good thing to go outside your own comfort zone uh, and 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 try something different. I'm thinking of like you know. As I said, I may not be a gift giver all the time. You know, I think I give good I think I give good gifts, but it's not necessarily a love language for me for a partner. You know what I mean? I do give good gifts when I do, but I think it means that much more than when I do go out and just bring home flowers unexpectedly. Because it's just a really nice like once in a while thing and and it doesn't water it down and it and it feels genuine, like, hey, I was thinking of you. So, you know, that's that's sometimes it's good to say like I'm gonna mix up something not just for myself, but for my partner and show them that they matter and that I'm thinking of them. So it all comes down to those five points. And, you know, that's not for everybody. But I, as we've said today, these are five things that really, really have resonated with Shane and I have really touched on many aspects of the relationships we've had clearly as we have the same five in the same order. <laughs> but it is, you know, whatever your order, the words of affirmation, the quality time, the physical touching, the acts of service and the giving and the receiving of gifts, however you want to order that, I think that taking the time to learn what your personal priorities are and then really committing the time that to hearing what your partner's priorities and needs are and figuring out their top five in their order, the two of you make an effort, if you don't line up 100%, to, to meet each other and to really fulfill what we're looking for, I think that you're going to find that your relationship is stronger for it and that your needs are going to get met better. Yeah. And look, we, <laughs> we're going to send this back over to couples retreat, which is uh, admittedly, as we brought this show in with an example of people who have failed in this particular respect. Um, whew, here's couples retreat. This is brutal. Don't be them. Learn to communicate. Take the quiz. We're your gentlemen. We'll see you next week. Okay, let's start here. Uh, Lucy, you go first. I want you to look at Joey and say hi. And then we'll, we'll just see where it goes from there, okay? Hi. Hello. So now it's my fault that you don't feel satisfied. Everything is, is my fault? Is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm not saying crazy. that. You don't look at me. You don't ever ask me I how work. I am. You ask haven't me. looked at me in 10 years. I'm crazy and everything is my fault and my family is awful and nothing at all is your fault. Because you rock, Joey. If a guy talked to me like that, I'd punch him in the face. Oh, you're such an asshole. You're an asshole. This has been another episode of The Gentleman Podcast brought to you by your hosts, Shane and Josh. If you've enjoyed tonight's show, we will have additional shows on the 1st and 15th of every month. We also have written content on our blog at www.thegentlemanpodcast.blog. Please be sure to rate and review if you've enjoyed this content and also share. Share with your friends, share with your family, share with your coworkers, share with strangers on the street. We are your gentlemen and we thank you for listening.
Okay, let's start here. Uh, Lucy, you go first. I want you to look at Joey and say hi. And then we'll, we'll just see where it goes from there, okay? Hi. Hello. So now it's my fault that you don't feel satisfied. Everything is, is my fault? Is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm not saying crazy. that. You don't look at me. You don't ever ask me I how work. I am. Ask you haven't looked at me in 10 years. I'm crazy and everything is my fault and my family is awful and nothing at all is your fault. Because you rock, Joey. If a guy talked to me like that, I'd punch him in the face. Oh, you're such an asshole. You're an asshole. <laughs>